0: some influencers you know you, you don't know what exactly they influence and then others you'd be like oh, i get what they're you know what i mean they're about but it's yeah. such a wide so means i mean i think it's whatever whatever people are happy with calling themselves my thing is as long as they do something you know <laughs> i think if you're like you're an influencer like well what do you do it's like yeah, you know, I don't know, just stuff. But like, if you're actually doing stuff or you're making content or you're working on things, you know, good yeah. luck to you, you know, I think that. But I think there's some people call them influencers, and you're going, the only thing you're influencing me to do is go and hold my own head underwater in a sink, you know. So that's.
1: <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host, Connor Finn, and this is a show where I get to chat to the most interesting people I know. On the show this week, I was thrilled to sit down for a chat with Belfast born and bred comedian, it was of course the brilliant Dave Elliott. We discussed Dave's interesting journey from wrestling, interior design and criminology to falling into the N.I. comedy scene, chatting about everything from stand-up horror stories and influencer discourse to Dave's own red light district and his exciting plans for the future. Oh, this one was really fun to record. Dave is one of those comedians that over the last couple of years, he has always just been in everything that I've seen. (laughs) So actually getting him for a second to chat He is flat out So just being able to have a wee bit of a sit down with him Was honestly such a pleasure And he was such a sweet guy to chat to um, Really honest and just really down to earth And yeah, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one But without further ado Please enjoy this latest episode of interviews With the wonderful Dave Elliott well, welcome back to another episode of interviews on the show. This week, I am delighted to welcome on the fantastic Dave
0: Elliott. How's it going, Dave? Hell, very well, thank you, sir. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready no, to go. I'm buzzing. Fucking oh, you... <laughs> give it to me. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the, your, your eyes say fear, but like your voice, yeah, it's being like, "Oh no, I'm absolutely for this." Second.
0: Speaking of eyes, stuff fear, I can just flick it on. There you go. That's, that's, I've got the only technology I have is a little button that can just change light colors. So depending on the mood, you want to talk about aliens and conspiracies, I've got this. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm all set. Yellow, uh, it just brings out my tan, but we're not even i love like
1: prior that? to this you were just be like oh I just had to you know set myself up in the kitchen it's a bit of like a make yeah. one, literally <laughs> like colored lights set to like light fucking... show yeah <laughs>
0: yeah i mean normally oh sorry like, i'm not prepared at all whip out no. a flute like <laughs> i to be fair i did this this light i actually got for a previous job i used to i used to do um i I just used was to was it in amsterdam like, or it, it was when i was in amsterdam yeah <laughs> i used to stand there I had a curtain, which I actually use now to cover my dog's crate and then uh, it's light. So I thought I need to use it for something else. And
1: and here we are. Yeah, LEDs are expensive. Tell me about it. Like.
0: <laughs> and listen, that was a problem. The rates to work there. I wasn't making enough money back than it cost me to be there, you know. So, oh, they put you in on one the back corners. <laughs> I know. And I mean, nothing makes you feel, you know, less on fleek than whenever hundreds and thousands of people walk past you every night and just look and go. No, nah, not for me. Not for me. Oh, no, it's not. So uh, we're we're trying other things now anyway, and it's yeah. it's doing okay. So, no, so now it's am it's podcasting. And... Yeah, I mean, which uh, sometimes can be equally a thankless task, you know. <laughs> sometimes, oh, you're like, I wish i was back in the red light. District, damn it. Well, I suppose speaking of red lights. Oh... <laughs> Dave, for the people that
1: maybe don't know you and they're like, what the fuck are we talking about? Um, yeah, Maybe give us a wee bit of an introduction to yourself. I mean, clearly, funny man, I'm mm. out of my time. But like, I'm not going to put words to my mouth. Like, just maybe give us a wee introduction, a bit about your background. Maybe why have well, you on the show?
0: I think, you know, this is always an interesting question. And it's mm. always something that I find it, it's it's hard to actually, what what is it? You know that we do. You know people often. Like, what are you? I would just sort of say I'm a I'm a comedian. I guess that was would be. But then really, never conviction. Uh, yeah. You no, know, <laughs> I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm a convict. I'm a former male prostitute. I'm a comedian. Uh, I suppose I'm a podcaster. I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian, a podcaster, and a writer. Which I just combine in one and call comedian.
1: Yeah. You know? So <laughs> See, it is. I, that's always. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just about to say like I'm almost afraid to like like say I think, by like like you know what I mean? Like between because obviously you know so many comedians like you have to you know ha- do so many other avenues of being like this is me yeah. also performing when everything's fucking closed down. So then I'm like, oh yeah, well you know like content creators stuff like this. But like then I see I start roll and i be like, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna tell people they're content creators anymore because I feel like yeah. that's like on par with like people that call themselves influencers. Actually, yeah. in my Instagram, I say I'm content creator, but that's neither here nor there. It's fine. But I mean, <laughs> that's.
0: I think that's because that was um that is, uh, to me that is an interesting. Th- I think that if you define yourself as something, you're going to get people hating it, regardless. Some influencers, hmm. you know, you you don't know what exactly they influence, and then others you'd be like, oh, I get what they're. You know what I mean? They're about it. it's yeah. such a wide. So I mean, I I think it's whatever whatever people are happy with calling themselves. My thing is, as long as they do something, you know, I think if you're like you're an influencer, like, well, what do you do? It's like, yeah, you know, I don't know, just stuff. But like, if you're actually doing stuff or you're making content or you're working on things, you know, good yeah, luck to you, you know, I think that. But I think there's some people call them influencers, and you're going, the only thing you're influencing me to do is go and hold my own head underwater in a sink, you know, so that's. <laughs> not really the best but. i mean do you know what i mean there, it could be a niche there like yeah <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> i
1: feel like yeah anybody that's turned into this podcast or be like connor fucking influences me in some of those ways like yeah do you know what I mean? um but yeah i suppose comedian um writer as you're saying podcaster yeah. i mean
0: bit of everything actor as well i suppose like um yes that i technically yeah but that's always a weird one because like i think there's there's such a like the world of of stand up, uh, podcasting and writing, I'm like, you know, this is this is my thing. I can do yeah. this. I don't feel I don't feel like, oh no, you know what am I doing? Whereas any time I act on anything, I'm like, oh no, why am I doing this? Look at these look at these people I'm <laughs> acting with. They're they're pro like they're proper actors, and then I'm just the guy that says words in the stupid way normally. And it's like, <laughs> oh no, what are you doing? Like, I remember, there's one thing I did, um, and it was it was a blap that I did with like Kieran Bartlett had written, yeah. Um, Called Thick As, and I had to do like a like a, a as far as a, a comedic scene goes, a dramatic comedy scene with Ian BD from you know, Game of Thrones, and he's there just like practicing lines and all, and I'm just standing there going, Oh, don't say something stupid to him. Don't, don't say <laughs> something. And be like, oh, you made a sticky end, didn't you make shit the fuck <laughs> fuck it. Oh, <laughs> but the one thing I wasn't even remembering my lines, I was just saying, Don't say something stupid, you know, But yeah, so so you're acting, acting, yeah, a bit yeah yeah yeah, I yeah, yeah.
1: I'll, I'll take it you know yeah jack all traits, really but i suppose like Mas-
0: master of none That's Yeah, it, the king. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but i suppose like as you're saying they're like i mean all these kind of fucking routes that like i suppose that you've been going down wherever like this. like but like i suppose bringing it back to the start like when did like you first kind of get into this kind of route of like comedy i suppose like entertainment at the you know the best yeah. part of it like was it something that you'd always kind of like gravitate towards or like, was there ever potentially like another path and like, was there going to be
0: Dave the builder or like, what's a, it's weird. I ha I can remember distinctly all like, I remember always liking being like making people laugh. I always remember I enjoyed that. Like, see making people like, I I was always something I liked. I don't Mm. think I ever really, like I went to quite a, I guess quite a, a, like a, traditional grammar school so that was just very much like you do you know your sciences you do your english and your maths Mm. you go and be a doctor yeah that's it so i was like i don't really you know i didn't really know what i wanted to do i just knew i liked being silly so my first thing i thought i wanted to do was i liked wrestling growing up so like i'd like to be a wrestler you know i could i could do that and then (laughs) After that, I was like, realistically, I'm not going to be a wrestler, you know? And again, this is the deluded mind. Though It wasn't like it takes years to train, the hone the craft, to leave and go to America. I was like, I'm too short. That's Never be a wrestler. Too short. I'm a hair's too thin. I can't grow, you know, the big means. So I was like, I can't be that. So then the natural next step, I was like, you know what? I'd like to be, I bet you didn't see this one coming. I don't think I've said this in the podcast before, an interior designer. I was like... You know, I love the idea of just like Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen was kicking around at the time. And I just thought this guy, I like his style. He's suave. He's, you know, doing changing rooms. He's just got a bit of, a bit of style about him and I like it. So I yeah. thought I could do that. And then I realized I couldn't actually do art. I did art at GCSE and the teacher was like, you're shit. And I was like, ah. so, so it just kind of, yeah, I just kind of went into... Like and then, and they' just so weird, and I did a degree in criminology so, I mean, it's like I went fuck, from dude? i wanna I wanna be a wrestling interior designer that yeah. catches murderers that was and again, by the way, this is a dog toy, just in case you're like what I don't even know where that came from, but um so then so then that's what, what I, I thought, but again, ultimately, I always wanted to you know do something like my ultimate thing was I wanted to do a job that I could enjoy doing, and that yeah. people would. You know, could laugh at. So what I... is is a
1: clear path down that.
0: <laughs> I know, but again, it's it's always my ideas of doing things. I like, I like, and I mean, I suppose growing up in like the nineties in in Belfast and saying, "Why do you want to be a wrestler?" You're like, "Listen, I just." The like and like I like their physiques. You know, it's weird. It's, and people are like you have yeah, like you know, you'd be talking to like you know hard men and stuff. Being like, yeah. I just like the, the physiques and the trunks. I just it's a good like. I like yeah, working yeah, out. I'm in yeah. the body. I like I like that whole stuff. And yeah. they're like all right fair play to you mate and then why do you want to be an interior designer and I'm like well you know and then with, with I just really like their physiques yeah <laughs> I know I like the physiques and I like the long hair and I like Lawrence Lambeau and the cuffs you know um and then to do criminology it was literally a thought right I, I did a, like I did for a level what did it do for A-level? I did English literature I did politics and I did PE so they were the three things so in my head all my mates were going to do like sports studies like I'll do sports studies because I mean I've been told I can't be an interior designer I'm too short and thin hair to be a wrestler (laughs) and you know I just like sports and exercise Mm. so I thought hey I'll do that and then I didn't get the grades I needed so I was like what am I gonna do now (laughs) so like I was like right okay well I've got my my politics degree and English so I could do something along those lines. And then I thought, yeah. love Hannibal, great film, you know, Science of Lambs. I wanna catch people like that. That's interesting. <laughs> then my dad was like, you do realise there are no interesting characters in Northern Ireland. They're all just paramilitaries. And you're like, ah, so that's not really gonna be the same, you know? Um so I did a degree in criminology and wasted three years of my life really and, it? yeah yeah but i mean I, even when it did it i was like i don't like this but it was too stubborn i think i was the first one in my family to ever go to uni so i was like i'm, I'm gonna see it through like i'll yeah like what do you want to be afterwards and i'm like i don't know but definitely not this. anything so, anything boss ball- <laughs> so yeah i just wanted to, to see it through hold on i think he's going to go for a pee here um Oh, that was very exciting. Can we do a quick pause? Because I just don't want him to pee on the floor. Is that all right? No, absolutely. Work away. Yeah. Right. Again, you can keep this in if you want, because he's just staring at me like, I need to pee. Right, I'll be two minutes. do not I, I don't want him to pee on the floor when my wife's not here. You know, her to come back and then be like, the one thing you have to do. You know, so two seconds. Right, come on, <laughs> you. You go to toilet. Come on. Ah, back. Sorry about that. <laughs> he, he actually went. So... Very relieved he went and he did did something, so that's me in the good book. So, where was I before for editing purposes? Where,
1: <laughs> um, I think you're talking about uh just being stubborn with criminology, I'm pretty sure, yes, and right. uh, that le- you know leading very succinctly into your career in comedy, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. So, right, <laughs> uh, I think. yeah. So, I was too stubborn to quit criminology, so at the end, I was just stuck, but then a few like after that i went for a job that i thought you get office experience and you can do something with so that yeah. kind of was where i went career wise and then it must be about 10 years ago now would be my first kind of there's a guy i went to school with who who i wouldn't like it wasn't like we didn't really know each other that well you know yeah. we were sort of friends of friends of friends kind of thing mm. and he just randomly messaged me out of the blue and was like this might sound weird and i and i was like oh go listen <laughs> some of the things i've i've said and done in my life i'm sure it won't be but hit me he was like i am thinking of setting up a group like and i was like the pet up, and he's known the pet shop boys and like, fuck well that's that's that like, no, but he went <laughs> um like i want to set up a group sort of that kind of does similar shows to saturday night live but locally okay and i was like all right okay and he was like so i'd like to do like a live show with sketches stand up in it and like some a live band like a local band playing so it was a really oh, yeah. good idea and he said to me like you you like you've done some stuff in school like i was like i, I took like i never really did anything but like it was like i mentored a, a drama like junior drama for a bit yeah and like i, I like that sort of stuff but I never really performed hmm. but he always knew i was big into comedy and it was probably a bit of a bit of a not show off but a wee bit of a, a bit loud mouth like always trying to make people laugh all the time yeah. and he was like <laughs> would you be interested in trying this and I and I went, oh yeah, you know, absolutely, hundred percent. This sounds actually really good, and it was it was a weird thing to just you know go into because I think the biggest thing for me from being from Northern Ireland is that access to to things you you don't think is always attainable, you know. So yeah. for me, it's like how do you ever get into these sort of things? Yeah. So when he said that, I thought, you know. Obviously, to begin with, very diluted. I was like, "Oh, we're just going to be 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 famous on TV," you know, and that was my sort of young young brain thinking about it. But that was the, the how it all sort of started in the, in the sketch really. And I, and I always sort of enjoyed writing and coming up with things, so yeah. I thought it was a good a good outlet for that. And then quite quickly, I was like, oh, "I love this," you know. Do it performance actually such a buzz? And yeah. you know, and, and and I'd always sort of been a fan of like. Growing up, sort of like Jim Carrey films and you know, all the all like the, the oh, comedies, yeah. like the, the American Pies and all that sort of thing. At yeah. of my age were into so I I, I was thought this is great now. I can do stuff that, that makes people laugh. This is great. So, yeah. and but again, it wasn't really something that I thought you know, how, I didn't know how to make it into a career per se. You know, I thought hmm. this will start off as a hobby, but then like we did, we did pretty pretty well for it, you know, and it was and like a lot of people who were in the group are now you know doing doing well within sort of comedy and entertainment generally so it's yeah it it was a really good you know um sort of like entrance point into comedy really and I I was in that group for about I think three or four years and then we just all kind of went their separate ways really and it was Hmm. you know it was all it was all fine it was a bit disappointing that, that it happened the way it did but you know it was just with too many people and then you had like you know people's spotlights are people. so big really. Yeah. E- exactly. And it was I mean, I never said that, but in my mind it was like, yeah, it's fine. Sack people, find them all. Let it be a one man sketch group. um yeah. but um and then yeah. we sort you of just told but,
1: everybody it was dismembering, yeah. Then they had no absolutely yeah, no and, idea. Got like, closed no. out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but no it, it was really, really good. And then we we went to the Edinburgh fringe in twenty twelve, I want to say. Oh yes. Yes, yeah, so when we were there we did a show there and kind of met just through, you know, the, the whole thing where you know if anyone from somewhere goes somewhere different, they all yeah. just seem to gravitate towards each other. So <laughs> yeah. through that, I met like Shane Todd and Mickey Bartlett and Sean Haggerty, and it was weird because like we all had a good rapport off the bat. You know, we had some yeah. similar banter and crack and stuff, and yeah. and got on really well from that. And it was was really that that like, I don't know what he's at, um, but. <laughs> I you know through that we just kind of whenever FNT stopped being a group anymore mm. those guys were like you're funny you should do stand-up and I was like, no I'm too, basically too scared to do it and then that was kind of how I, I got bullied by by those three and into, into basically doing stand-up and then you know the rest I kind of just I guess worked on and, and figured out as, as time went on really so yeah so I mean, standard practice, like, from going,
1: yeah, um, <laughs> yeah uh, wrestler, you know, PE, nah, criminology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some lad from school just fucking mess you yeah. i like, here, I remember you were, like, into doing this stuff. And then, yeah, just running into, well, I suppose, th- th- literally the comedy scene, not even in, nor yeah. now. I mean, you're literally over in Scotland. That's where you run into, like. Yeah, like, but,
0: like, <laughs> the, way, the way you've said that, there's a fair point. Like, I've never realized it now before, but when you actually say you know you want to be an re- interior designer i think maybe he just was taking the piss and he rang me he's like listen this idiot will do anything do you want to, go to try comedy for a laugh and i was like oh sure and then here there's we this, are there's, <laughs> nearly 10 this, years later
1: there's this freak we ran into he loves you do anything
0: I know. <laughs> and they were like listen if we need material just ask him what he thinks he's going to do with his life and there you
1: have Old,
0: you know yeah okay
1: so kind of <laughs> yeah they are asking out. they are asking you about material and you're talking about wallpapers and they're going like, mate no, yeah. no 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 <laughs> this isn't into no, your side. Like, yeah and it's <laughs> like yeah you
0: you are shit at art aren't you yes sorry this is why i'm here with you guys
1: sadly <laughs> but i suppose like that's i suppose like that's uh, maybe like informs like your kind of comedy i suppose as well like because you came into it like not from you know an intentional point of like view or like a route at all where (laughs) essentially you've just kind of like span into it as you said you just got bullied into it realistically yeah like did was there ever any kind of like inspiration like I know you were mentioned about you know like some of these sketch like groups or you know like um like was there any is there any kind of like inspiration behind your kind of humor or like anything or anybody that particularly kind of influences you or again is this just like some battery syndrome where you've just been bullied again you're no, like he's no. in and you up. <laughs> I, I do I
0: do I do think no like I, I've always like I've always been a comedy fan always you mm. know from when I was young like I remember you know one of the first things that I watched was airplane the movie that I remember oh. going, oh this is great you know yeah and, and it was through watching films I got a friend of mine who I, who like his parents rented um, like the summer house to my parents when we went on holiday. I mean, and they also probably were swingers, but we'll will not um go into that. And he was a couple of years older than me, so he was able to like you know whenever I was like thirteen, he was fifteen and able to get like DVDs of of things that I you know like comedies that I I could yeah, watch. And, yeah. all. and I was thinking I was really mad watching like things. Like that. I remember like watching things like Airplay and American Pie, all this stuff that I was like a little too young for, and I was just like always loving. You know, comedy and and that like that would have been horror films and comedy would have been sort of two genres I really liked. So I always yeah. knew I liked comedy, and then mm. I I got into stand up as well just through watching it. And I remember watching like specials growing up and being like, these guys are really funny, you know. And yeah. I think it was the fact that because you know they were they were saying rude words as well. You know, when you're a bit younger, you're like, <laughs> oh, this is risky, you know. And and I think that's what kind of you know I, I loved all that sort of stuff and like obviously billy Connolly, everyone sort of admires but growing up he was Who? one of the, the few yeah you know, he's a scottish guy he's he's old and he's he's old now but he has a beard and like longish uh, hair no, no um, i
1: wouldn't know him no not really no but
0: no. youtube i mean it's a few things <laughs> on youtube it's worth oh checking okay. out. yeah yeah so <laughs> it, it, it's worth a look but he was one that i remember like my dad maybe watching and i was like i like that you know and watch that with him and And then, so it always has been something I've liked. And then, you know, I just, but again, I think it was, whether it's the the Northern Irish attitude or whatever, you always feel like, oh, you know, almost like, I sure wouldn't be at that, you know, or, or, you know as
1: soon as you start saying oh like I'm a comedian they'll be like oh are yeah. you like oh, do you know what I mean me? it's yeah. almost kind of like ah oh, fuck off like do you know what I yeah. mean tell a joke oh, fuck, fuck yeah. you and
0: then, and then you're like well the thing about it is I don't really tell jokes it's, it's more like you know anecdotes and, and stories and they're like ah oh, you're not fucking funny are you and I'm like okay maybe yeah, a, a joke an Irishman it. of scots and you go all right okay you're just chain spoken back <sighs> 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 going to be <sighs> fuck <I funny>. know. <laughs> but when whenever like the opportunity came i was like this is great you know yeah. so i think you know and, and and as well with local comedy too like when you're growing up you you don't know the sort of the, the the like the vastness almost of the scene that is here—you just see what you see on TV—and yeah. to to me at my age it was just give a headpiece really, you know that was yeah. like the only local comedy you saw, and you know it wasn't always my cup of tea to be fair, you know. And then when you grow up, you're like you start seeing like the likes of Tim McGarry doing stand up, and you're like he's amazing. You know, like <laughs> I, you just think he's, he's just dying and give him a headpiece, but you actually see him do stand up. Like a yeah, guy's class, you know, he's brilliant. Yeah. And don't, don't tell him that, that I said that, but you know, I'm a big fan of him. and you know, stuff like that, that you, you become more aware of when you start doing comedy, that there is this great scene here. There are guys who've been doing stand up for years and, you know, it just is is about really knowing where to be doing it. And again, for here, it was only really the empire. And I think now, mm that as time has gone on, you know, other clubs are opening, we're able, like comedians are talking about maybe more, you know, l- less colloquial things or less local based humor. It's sort of, you know, the ideas are out there and it's not inconceivable to think that I could go and I could gig in, in Dublin or London or, you know, across like with things that we're talking about that that is, is universal, you know? Yeah. So I think that's what's pretty, like, what's cool to me is my sense of humor, I think, is sort of, Every day, kind of mostly moaning about stuff. Mostly, my sense of humor is me just being mugged off every day. So, um, I just think that, that 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 the scene here is great at the minute, and I, and I do feel strongly about that. And I just hope now the way things are going that there will be more opportunities for people, and there will be you know new acts come through who'll be able to get guidance and sort of you know development, and and hopefully you know be able to access careers. Yeah. easier than maybe it had been in the past you know yeah i suppose like from some like the comics like
1: from up north i've like chatted away too as well like every single one of them has like literally said what you said there where they're like kind of come into it, and then they don't like they just like kind of end up finding this like hub as well people they're being like i like do you know what I mean obviously it's like Still in like a grand sense scheme, do you know what I mean? There's so much that can grow from it, but like people are, everybody is always kind of says like the caliber of stuff, they're like, you don't realize yeah. until you kind of go away, like how you know big it can be transported around everywhere. I think it was yeah. like Mickey Barthes talked to, he's been like doing like a show somewhere in like fucking Eastern, like Eastern European country, and he's been yeah. like, they were loving it. And he was like, I can't remember, I talking about Lisbon, <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean, and like somehow that was still transferable, and I was being like, all right, okay. Like I, th- I think there's like a lot of times it's just like kind of thing of being like, oh, do- like you don't want to be getting like too big for your boots or whatever like this. But like yeah. again, like if you look at like <laughs> all the kind of ones and like like yourself and like do you know what I mean? Like she and Todd as well. Like d- like fucking th- like yeah, everybody's kind of like. It's, it, it's known for its kind of comedy and I suppose, like, I always just break it back, so it's like, well, you know, tragedy plus timing, like, you gotta fucking laugh. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, but it's like, it, it, I just think it, it is now, like, you can you can see it going somewhere, you know, and I think, even from when I started, you know, to now, I, yeah. I, I do think flip. there are ways to make your career in comedy here, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and even... Can, you, can you, are you picking up that noise in the back I, yeah for for the listeners yeah that's just uh, yeah <laughs> that's, that's my puppy actually yeah <laughs> I, I actually I keep him on a leash just <laughs> under my stairs and at night I throw him a squeaky toy and he just you know he hasn't had much attention today so he's just chomping away yeah. a bit. but um no I just I just like for like normally I think the natural the feeling of a comedian um certainly from from like Belfast or whatever is just negative, you know. And I think yeah. now people are like, oh, you know, there's opportunities here. We can make something of this, and mm. you know, it, it's good enough. And, and I do, and I do think now that there are, you know, a lot like a lot of acts who I think you know are on a par with with sort of you know like bigger scenes like London's, Manchester's, you yeah. know, Edinburgh's, Newcastles, Dublin's, you know. Then and, and now that maybe like the pandemics like. It was a big... shitting um, a lot
1: of people's, you know, opportunities yeah, a little bit, but... But,
0: <laughs> but you know what? That, well, the thing about it was, was I, I I went to myself, I was like, right, well, instantly when they're like, everything's going to shut down, I went, well, no point in thinking about stand-up at all. You know, there's yeah. no point in... Because if you consume your mind with that, you're going to be miserable. Like, yeah, You'll yeah. not be able to do something you love. So I just thought, like, what can I do that will give me an outlet to to carry on what I'm doing and and mm. sort of work on things so I thought right i put all my effort into the podcast and then sort of maybe you know, pull out some projects that I've maybe just not had the time to work on like writing things here and there mm. and, and 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 now we're sort of coming out the end of it I'm like yeah I'm I I feel like I'm I'm probably better off now in terms of comedy than it was hmm. even at the start of the pandemic because I've actually taken it because when you're gigging like a couple of nights a week or you have a family and a full-time job and everything you're you know you're juggling a lot and then yeah. maybe if only fitting in one then obviously you can't do anything you're like well I don't want to just sit around here and we just go bald and grey which I'm doing anyway I may as well you know <laughs> try yeah. to make, make some of it so I had another child and got a dog you know when I, I mean just a man A man that hates pace. you know pace and sleep are, are enemies of me like so clearly yeah um, God, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I suppose like as well like I mean
1: you're saying there obviously like overlocked and stuff like this like I mean yeah comedy scenes you know frigged up like anybody in that kind of performance sector mm. but I suppose like before this kind of life in you know what was originally performing around you know gigging all the time, whatever, like this. I mean, even the lockdown waves, like, maybe tell us about some of the, like, I don't know if you've had many character building jobs growing up. I also mm-hmm. think it's interesting, you know, especially people, you know, from North, like, I feel like we, you, you you develop a bit of grit doing just yeah. the weird odds and ends jobs that maybe kind of informs, you know, the person or the humor to, that you yeah. come out with today. Like, um, I don't know if you had many growing up
0: or. Uh... Well, my mum and dad were very much of the mindset that as soon as like, even the more I was going to say, like, I was going to say, as soon as you can legally work, you work. But when I think back, I actually was working illegally, you know, <laughs> before I child was, labor. you know, <laughs> you know they, like I was just, I was a child laborer, you know, and, and, and my parents, like when I, when I was, I think it must've been about 12 or 13, I did papers. So that was my first yeah. kind of job. I delivered, I delivered newspapers, for, and I think and it was two pounds an hour at the time which whenever you're like that age you're like a baller you know you're like <laughs> able to go to school with a packet of a pretzel flips and you know a tin of Diet Coke and you're like boss hog, you know whereas you know that was my first sort of thing and I think my parents just wanted me out of the house you know they were like, yeah. like the weekends he goes to school every day so how can we get rid of him on a Saturday and Sunday yeah. bring him down and pimp him out to the local paper man and be like can he deliver papers for you so i did that i delivered the hollywood advertiser in hollywood which i loved because you know i had mates who did it and it was actually one of my friends in school's dad who who ran ran it and it was great fun you you know you're hanging out your mates you're you know delivering papers you're getting a couple of quid it's you know it's great and it's actually a guy michael foster who Um, I work with today he's got his own filmography company and he does a lot of our sketches and stuff he did the papers with me so it's kind of cool that you know (laughs) all these years later we're like we actually have set up a production company together and we did this in the last couple of weeks that you know we we started doing papers together so it's kind of a cool story that you know all these years later we're kind of you know doing something cool together really too so We did that. And then whenever I was 16 and legally allowed to work, you know, I worked to see my parents. And even now I think about it, they brought me on holiday and made me work at a yacht club. You know what I mean? It's like even even when I'm on holiday, they're like, we've had enough of you. You need to go away. So I worked in a yacht club collecting glasses when I was 15 and they were, we, they were where were you doing?
1: sorry very holly one yeah. of you as well they took me away oh, yeah. to
0: yacht club <laughs> where was this it was in jersey in the channel islands not like oh you know, yeah. in america but it was in, in in the channel islands and they were like they, they were again they were like we've this fr- it's weird that they're always like, we have this friend who you know is, is pretty in with the people in the yacht club would you like to work there and i'm sort of going i'd rather just you know buy a football shirt and play at the beach in 15 you know can i not do that and they were like yeah. nah you need to work so i think we were on holidays for like maybe three weeks and i think i i got like five days off so i was like well, so i did that and then within within like a couple of shifts in this yacht club they were like do you want to learn to pull pints mate and i was like but i'm 50 i'm 15 you know what I, I don't shouldn't be at this and they were like but you've got a beard you know are you look 18 just so i ended up learning i ended up working in a bar pulling pints um, in a yacht club when I was fifteen, and then when I went home, the natural progression was like we've we've this guy, and he's they're probably like pitching me to all these golf clubs and yacht clubs. Being there's this guy, you don't have to pay him the full whack because he's only a child, but he looks like he's about twenty seven. So you hire him, you pay him like he'll, he'll do it for two quid an hour. Cause that's what he did the papers for. So you hire him, you'll pull your pints easy. So I worked in a golf club for a bit after that, and then just didn't like it, you know, because it was shit. You know, it was Aww. just I was working like ridiculous hours i was going home and like being like an old man you know having to put my feet in, in something <laughs> basins of water because i've been on my feet for like 20 hours a day i'm like oh, i'm wrecked so, oh man you're preaching you the know, choir i, I was... used to work in the
1: restaurant of a golf club and i i, I mean I, it, golfers are a different breed i mean the men oh. i thought were like lovely um it was the lady golfers that like had some misplaced sense of authority oh. that i i i i, I I mean, oh, it, I, when I try to explain it to ones, they're like, they don't believe me either. And I'm like, you were there, man. Like, it feels like I'm talking about fucking like Nam
0: or something. <laughs> the, but that is the thing about golf clubs too. They have in like, when you're a young person coming, sort of working in that environment that you're not used to, you're like, yeah. hey, it's like, it's not 1942. You know, we can... We can, like, be treated the same. You can't go in there because you don't have a collar on. Oh, Well, watch me, you know? It's like all these stupid rules. Like, I remember once a man came up to me and was like, what are you going to do about that woman over there? And I was like, I don't know. She's probably a bit old for me. And he's like, no, she's in. This is a man-only bar. You need to get rid of her. I'm like, are you mental? Like, oh. and you know, it's just all these stupid rules. Oh, you can't come here between these hours. You have to. It's like nah not for me you know so i i just didn't like, like i actually played golf when i was when i was that age and, yeah. and it was just the whole like atmosphere around like, like i mean it's just like the snobbiness of it i just didn't like it you know all these rules and people like you know they you know and it's just snobbery and i hated it so i was like no not that so then i was like i need another job so i went and worked yeah. for B- Q for a few years which by the way Loved it. It was great fun, and you know, just it was good because you had such a wide workforce. You know, you yeah. had different ages of people. So, like, I was, I was in there at sixteen till I was, I think, maybe twenty, uh, or no, nineteen. And you had people my age working. And you had, you know, people right into their sixties working. You had all yeah. different like mixes of of classes and people and backgrounds. It was just great. Yeah. Was really, really good fun. I love working on B and then. I finished there when, you know, I I started working in the gym. So that was was fun because then I was much more into my training at that point, obviously, because in the back of my mind, I'm like, if I get a growth spurt in my mid-20s, I can still be a wrestler. So I was was looking after myself a bit better at that stage. And then I went to work in the gym. And then I got my job working for the housing executive when I was 20. And that was kind of the job that it took for a few months for... Um, to get office experience and then here we are 13 years later still there you know so (laughs) I mean that was it but on the bright side I am leaving at the end of the year so I'm packing in my full-time job at the end of the year and I'm going you know full-time with whatever this fulfilling (laughs) career is you know so yeah 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 I mean (laughs) yeah Jesus Christ I suppose (laughs)
1: Like, I love that you literally have, like, wed around, you know, most of the kind of breaths of things. Like, as well, before your 20s, I was expecting, you know, it would be like, oh, I went from this into that. Like, you're like, no, did, like, very much, like, <laughs> the paperboard rides, been yeah. on the yachts, started serving, you know, golf clubs, like, gyms, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i suppose that as well like i mean you, you kind of get a flavor for like how to deal. like i mean if you can deal with fucking um the lady golfers I, you can deal with standing up on stage and doing you know oh. ripping the piss out of yourself like um yeah. <laughs> and that's being cute jokes i'm sure yeah <laughs> but, see,
0: but that but that was the thing see now with um with like hindsight i like stuff that like my, my my things like I've I've been writing a few sort of longer form scripts and stuff recently yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all based on what I think like to me what's really funny is like not always the over-the-top stuff it's the day-to-day things that mm. I think are the funniest you know the stupid wee things that happen in day-to-day life and you know I, 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 I'm that's what I love like in a sitcom you know that like The Office to me is is one of the best sitcoms ever just because yeah. it's it's just the mund- mund- mundaneness of of day to day life and the stupid wee quirks of of an office mm. environment that you can relate to. So, you know, to me, that's what I what I think's the funniest is that kind of stuff. You know, silly wee things that you can just see happening or like. And to me, I I would I, I would often like even think, wouldn't it be funny if this happened? So, like, you would see something happening in front of you and you'd maybe go, It'd "Be really funny if he would have fall over now." You know, and, you, and then and then you start like. Thinking about these scenarios and scenes yeah, for stuff, yeah, yeah. and it's, that's how it kind of kicks off. But to me, like like working those jobs, seeing like the lady golfers, like Mister Captain, I was like, no offense, I'm not calling a man Mister Captain. You know, I, what's his name? And they're like, his name's James. And I'm go. Well, i am going to call him James? They're him Mister Captain. You know, I mean, the only p- people that I ever would refer to as Mister Captain were the people who pay me good money when I work in Amsterdam. They were the only ones. <laughs> You <laughs> got the Mr. Captain treatment. But other than that, you know, it was like, it's just a weird, subverted world. But there's plenty of that in it, you know? And then, like, if you're looking at a, at a golf club, you could be like, you could write a wee sitcom about, like, you know, a group of, of men like mm. in, in a back bar what are they chatting mm. about there because it's stupid stuff that like because yeah, yeah. it's because it's a man only bar people are probably like what are they talking about in there i'm sure it's really interesting it's probably like just lawnmowers and boring shit you know they're probably like <laughs> and oh, i bought a new i bought a new putter it's a foot joy and you're like oh really i'm dying for it boring you know but it's like <laughs> just the, the what people think is happening but compared to what you know there's humor and everything really you know i think yeah
1: yeah, exactly. I suppose, like, as well from that, like, do you know what I mean? Like, humour and everything. Like, there must be, you know, some kind of standout moments, as, I suppose, like, as well from going from in this, you know, as you said, like, from these kind of jobs, an executive, like, getting into, like, this, like, completely different fucking world um, yeah. of, you know, doing podcasts and, like, doing all these other bits. Like, is there, has there been any major standout things, like, in this, I suppose, entertainment in broadest terms, yeah. like, world that maybe you like never like could have imagined can happen like I, I don't want to feed you i don't want to feed you anything like any lines like or any words to but like i mean for interviews like i'm sure i mean who would have thought you would be here tonight there you honestly. go yeah absolutely yeah you
0: know, and, <laughs> and i mean i do like it, it it is it is weird i think a lot of the time because you know, my friends are—they are, mostly have kind of what you'd say are normalist jobs. You know, so, mm. so whenever they're like, "Oh, are you coming out for beers?" and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm going to Limavady for 20 minutes tonight mm. to tell jokes to drive home again." They're probably like, "Why do you do that?" You know, and it's like, "Well, you know, <laughs> it is what it is." And I think like some things have happened. You know that 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 you know, I try I try to always say like, and again, this is my my wife hates it whenever I, I approach life <laughs> with this attitude. But I'm very much a guy that I'll cross the bridge when I get to it. You know, if it's a problem, when it's a problem, I'll do yeah. it. And like, she was like, that when we had our first baby, she's like, have you read those books about how to look after a baby? And I was like, no, because every baby's different. And I will bond and gr- grow and educate my child how I see fit once it's born. You know, she's like, no, it's it's not about that. It's about literally how to look after I was like, we'll be fine. She's like, no. So <laughs> to me, like with comedy, I would very much be like, you know, take each gig at a time and try to work towards, but then sometimes you'll have moments that you go, that's pretty cool. You know, and and, and like, you never really do it at the time. It's only afterwards that you go, oh, that was pretty cool. Like um, I, when, for me, like I, I always try to try like as much as, you know, maybe on podcasts or, or when we're doing bits, you try to be silly and over the top and you, you say sometimes preposterous things for effect. Like yeah. to me, I, I, I would often, I, I would be like, you know, I don't really like the, you know, like bum myself up in any way. You know, I'm not mm. like, I, I don't like, I, I sort of feel like embarrassed about it a bit, but like whenever I did, I did it my first tour last year and finished in the limelight and sold it out. And it was like the first time that, you know i didn't really know anybody in the audience yeah. you know obviously when you're doing things like you start out people are like oh we must come to your week gig," and you're like oh thanks granny <laughs> yeah. you know when you get a in when you get us in, you get us, yeah, a like, in your am like, like mm-hmm. i know i mean you, you need you need to buy tickets because otherwise how you know just be t- telling ter- telling very personal stories that make me sad for nothing <laughs> no but but that was the moment that that when i finished i was everyone was cheering i know big round of applause i was walking off and i was like wow there's just like a room of hundreds of people here to see me. It was a bit like, that's kind of cool. You know, that's like, why yeah. um, are these people like here for me? It's kind of like humbling. You know what it, it mm-hmm. is in, in um, many respects. And then last week uh, I was doing a podcast with, uh, it's a top secret podcast that we are, it's a pilot, like a pilot podcast. Oh, I'm don't worry. Nobody Shane, listens to this anyway. Shane so so we well, can't say what it is, but it's it's going <laughs> to be a, a podcast where Shane and I interview, guests and we had alan davies on last week you know jonathan creek yeah, yeah. and from qi <laughs> and stuff Can i was just should. sitting there yeah so i was just sitting asking him a question going hi hi, how, <laughs> how, 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 how did this come to to into fruition you know it's just a weird <laughs> thing to just be saying uh, like, who that there's me? a guy I, like you know genuinely, you mm, yeah it's like <laughs> and like whenever the producer came back to us I'm like yeah alan davies has agreed to do it i'm going well what's going wrong in his life that he's agreed to talk to us you know <laughs> but um whatever like we were doing that it was like you know there's a guy like i was a, a big jonathan creek fan growing up and i was like yeah I, I always liked him on the panel shows and he's an arsenal fan too so i'm like you know i think me and him could be like guy like and then we're just sitting chatting to him and i'm like wow this is kind of cool so that was a a moment recently that i was like this you know maybe this like again it's always silliness that's a word that i think um people often attribute to to stand up really it's like oh you're you're being silly tonight aren't you and i'm like well you know there's there and again (laughs) while you're out doing it i think there has to be a reason to it you know for me personally i know a lot of people are like they've find it a hobby or whatever. But as soon as I, I caught on to the fact that I, I was half decent
1: at yeah. stand-up,
0: I was like, you know what? I it was actually probably having kids, to be fair. Yeah. was for me to justify leaving the house for whatever <laughs> amount of time, I had to almost, you know, I had to bring... Something back so they get paid for it. So yeah. very much cheaper than happened, therapy, you know yeah. exactly. And but <laughs> but for me to like, I couldn't have justified you know, going out of a night if it was just a wee hobby, you know. She'd be like, yeah. "Well, I need help to put the kids to bed, and you know, I'm stressed out of the, the cook the dinner and do the dishes and that, ah, and I'd be like, well, you know, I I have to go out and have a few pints with my friends and be silly here. She'd just not have it. So you know, that's whenever I kind of was like, you know what, I love doing this. I love making people laugh. I want this as a career. So I yeah. kind of took it quite. I guess seriously, whenever I was like, right, how do I then make this a career? What do I have to do? And that's kind of mm. what was whenever I kind of got the wheels in motion to be like, right, this is what we have to do. There's a process, it's a bloody long, drawn out process. And I think with stand up, it's one of the few arts that there's no real um, like time scale on. Like you can do stand up until you know you're well into your 80s or 90s or until you die, you know, you can you can yeah. always be at it. That guy I mentioned earlier, Billy Connolly, he's worth. Looking, looking up as well because he's quite was quite old. He's just retired recently, oh, so uh, you know. But he's definitely worth looking into. But you know, so I thought, you know what, let's just. I do know each, who Billy is. Forward. Oh, and, I, know, I know, I know, a bit <laughs> facetious. You know, so, uh, I was like, uh, I was
1: like, I don't know if the donations are coming across the podcast. They were going to mm-hmm. be like, Connor,
0: you're thick as shit. Like, <laughs> oh no, absolutely. Listen, I'm all for that, and um, but intended. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. So whenever I am. Uh, mm. I just kind of realized, you know, I would like to make a career in this. And again, I think you have to be sort of smart. You can either do it as a hobby. And if you love doing it as a hobby, fair play. But Mm. if you want to make a career of it, you have to look at all the different aspects. Like you can't, you can't just do stand up anymore. Sadly, you know, you have to have like podcasts or, you know, acting or, you know, other things. And I had to be like, well, what do I want to do? And ultimately it was make funny things. So I was like, well, how can I make funny things? So was like podcasts, scripts, stand up, you know so yeah kind of where we're at and it's going to be the plan going forward yeah
1: hopefully. yeah i suppose that you're being like "Geez, how am i gonna make this career and being like gonna to have to chat to some wee specky kid in the internet i suppose that's like part of the fucking game as well here Jesus, here. listen you know
0: look <laughs> that that's fun and i have spoken to many young specky guys before in my previous job <laughs> working in amsterdam and unfortunately most of the guys they would come into my room and then they would see me close up and they wouldn't actually want to hand the money over and we would just <laughs> chat and it'd be nice but you know um uh, this is all fun. like i love i love doing podcasts and i love i love chatting with people so i mean you know it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of fun for me i suppose on
1: the note of i like i mean chatting to me on um interviews, like do you have any horror stories particularly from working in this kind of like industry because it sounds like do you know what i mean you seem kind of like almost as you said, you know, humbled, like kind of grateful in that yeah. sense, be like, I didn't fucking expect it in this part. But like, yeah. have there been any, has there been any kind of situations from this where you've been like, mm, okay, well, I didn't really expect
0: that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, there are a few. I think, you, I mean, it, it's a strange thing because you, you almost have to, to a degree, set like psychoanalyze yourself on occasion. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, for me, I, I've got a lot better at it in recent years of ignoring comments or ignoring people on the internet or, or, you know, giving you shit or like, yeah. you know, whereas for a while I was, you know, let and I think that's probably just cause I'm older and I'm like, I have other priorities now. Like my, fa- like if, if I never do stand up again, uh, I'll still have my, my family to, you know, deal with me so yeah you know whereas before when i was just me myself i was like well this is my one sole goal objective and it has to always be great yeah. and i think now it's much better you know it's much more fun i'm enjoying it more i love what i do and it's it's good but like when there was a time where it was like i just didn't know how to react to negativity and i was just like you know really would eat you up a lot and i remember there was one gig that i mean i think i've spoken to it about it before in a podcast but there Was another act who, um, is, is a transgendered woman, and she had apparently you know caused a lot of difficulty with the promoter at a previous mm. gig because she had done I mean, I don't know why I'm laughing at this because I'm funny, but um, she had done a gig where there was a reviewer in, and the reviewer wrote about her that she had a sing song delivery like Emo Phillips, which okay. you know it's quite his uh, huh, huh, huh. and like yeah. she took that rather than like if someone's like you're like emo Phillips, she'd be like bo you know it's great but she took it to be like oh is that my voice is it is that because i'm you know going through this and yeah he he was like well no you know it's it's not she like take that review down and he was like well you know i, I can't it's not my review you know it's a, i can ask but mm. and then she's like well i'm gonna pick at the the venue and i'm gonna you know mm. cause a scene unless you help me back on and then he was like okay so then the promoter rang me and was like dave there's this um, act on tonight who's you know very unhappy with us, and you know, c- you know she could give pretty cross. So just don't say anything offensive in your set. <laughs> and I went okay, and then I thought to myself, I'm like this set's not offensive, right? It's not. Yeah, it's fine. And then I was doing a bit um about um it was about be like being put on Grinder. Somebody put my a profile of me on Grinder. And at that time, I was on Tinder, all right? I was single at the time, I was on Tinder. And in, t- in 10 minutes on Grinder, I got like 10 times the attention that I got for like two years on Tinder. You know what I mean? It was like, so my joke again, this is, this is part of a problem, I think, with comedy is you say something or you say a word or a phrase and people just automatically go to that phrase without actually, you know, listening to what you're saying. Mm. So my whole crux of my story was that, you know, you can't. You you like again. It's probably appropriate now with the whole ban on a conversion therapy happening here. Mm. I was saying like, in my opinion, again, I don't know everything, but my opinion. You you know you're born how you're born. You know you, mm. you can't be converted. You're either you know you are what you are. Yeah. So I was basically so my my joke. I was like, if you know, I was going at the D U P and all with it, and I was like, if you know, I could choose to be gay. Hey. I would do it because I'd be cleaning up over there on grinder, you know. <laughs> when I was chatting about that, she just got up and started screaming homophobic at me. And I was like, what? And then, like, everyone else was sort of going "Oh no. And, like, because she had been on earlier yeah. in the night, people were like, oh, no, something serious going on here. And, yeah. like, pe- people were like, but it's not, you know. And then she's like, homophobic. And then started screaming and kicking off and then stormed out. And it was really awkward. You know, I was like, oh, no, how to come back from this and, I was like, oh. <laughs> and then like afterwards and all she like the promoter was like she wants to speak to you and all i was kind of like mm. i had gone from being really stressed out about it and like on out to, to the flip side to be like hold on no i don't want to speak to her because you know sh- if she's an, a comedian you yeah. know she she should at least have the etiquette to wait till i finished and then speak to me and that's because mm. like i wouldn't have said in during her set which by the way she was talking at length, and using the phrase "windowlickers," like at length. So I was like, "Oh, if we're going to be offensive, you know, you can't be using <laughs> terms salt. like that." And then, you know, so I was like, "All right." So I and I and I felt kind of proud of myself because usually I would have been like, "Oh, look, I'm sorry. You know, you you perceived that. That's not mm. how it was meant." But you know, that that was the first moment that I was like, "Oh, yes, I can stick up for myself," and it was it was kind of good, you know, and. <laughs> And then there was another gig that Shane Todd had. He, he had sold me down the river. He had done me in with this. Because he is, he, do, he did this thing for a while where if he got offered any gigs that he just was like, oh, I would never do that. It'd be horrendous. He'd be like, Dave, do you want to do a gig? And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, sweet. So he stitched me Idiot. up. This, this, this gig, he made me do like a an end of like a society awards in Queens. Oh, so God. it was like all different societies. So like you like, all the sports teams, and then you had like the political societies, oh. and you had all this stuff. <laughs> and I did a joke, which, by the way, i I think is is a great joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> but my God, it it led up on Twitter. And at that point, like nobody really knew me, you know, it was really starting out. So I like, was even reading it back. I was being offended because people were using phrases like that man, that bearded man in the sweater. And I was like, you know, but my joke was, I was doing a bit, right. I was doing a bit about how in today's, and again, like, see when I say this stuff, I'm like, I'm way deeper than I come across, you know, but um, my joke, my joke was about, um, about basically you know whenever you were growing up like in the 80s or 90s your your mom and dad would just be like you know like there was there wasn't any like medical definition as to what was wrong you know and I was always like I was what was known as in my day as a bit of a handful you know (laughs) or in today's terms seriously ADHD right that was that was the joke and (laughs) someone was like what how dare he be making fun of and I was like no I'm not making fun of the condition what i'm doing is i'm i'm giving a social commentary to say how we have progressed the society hmm. now where we we recognize yeah. these conditions and you know yeah. i was probably if anything a victim because i had my condition ignored by my parents you don't want yeah. to be a wrestler and interior designer there's clearly something wrong <laughs> you know yeah. going to the, you know so but then people yeah, were like, like, an like an oh,
1: this... <laughs> it's like mickey down there always oh, got the nerves um severe yeah. anxiety yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Found yeah the drink like... alcoholic yeah troubles yeah
0: exactly (laughs) and like that that was and and then after that the thread on twitter started going and then i remember one guy posted something up and i remember going like am i losing it here or like (laughs) is 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 this my fault and he put a story that like there was a a a man with autism assaulted in the falls park and he and he posted up that story and he wrote this is because of people like him i was like what I say, like, what it is is that those four guys that beat that poor fella up's fault, not mine, you know. But Jesus. and then like it was just, it was like. But then it was weird because I got some people like messaging me, being, like, oh, "I love the set, it was great," No, and, and I'm just going, "Should I be doing this?" Like at that stage, I was, I was still quite green, yeah. Um, uh, in in, ter- in terms of comedy, not in terms of politics, because I- and back to the <laughs> then, they I was very green, but now I'm an orange bastard. And uh, <laughs> you no, know, I am. Um, it was just yeah that was one that, and and at that point you were like oh no you don't come back from those you know it's like oh whereas now you have a bad gig you're like more often than not you're like oh shit crowd when really you go now, you weren't no, you know you weren't the but you can definitely you can definitely take the hits and i think like it takes you to have the shit ones to really like appreciate the good ones you know so but yeah I mean, there are there are some people who just do have shit ones and for them you go you know maybe maybe take up a career in the. And the design go for it yeah know. yeah criminology mm, yeah might be yeah a, m- yeah better crowd for your kind of bits
1: i get you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. corpses
0: just in the yeah. pathologies <laughs> i just feel like listen guys a few jokes for you here um
1: yeah but no like i suppose okay i actually wasn't expecting you to actually have like some horror stories but like mm. oh, oh jesus <laughs> anyway now that i've just you know major relive fucking traumatic yeah. scenarios <laughs> oh geez. Jesus Christ! Here, um <laughs> but I suppose, like from doing all of that, you know, from the big fucking gigs where you know, literally, people are clapping off to, to you know, getting <laughs> literally trolls <troubled> online. Like, <laughs> you've really been around all the bands here. But like, I suppose, from doing all of that, like, what I suppose does the future like hold for yourself? Like, you're kind of mentioned or like. You're leaving like this full time role to like really yeah. go like full fucking heat into this. Like are there any big goals that you're like you're looked to achieve? Like maybe well, you haven't yet? Like or I mean, is it round two at the Society gigs? Do you know what I mean? Like your comeback <laughs> to <tour> or
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean for for me it's like I, I think now at the minute, it's like right, what do I, what do what do I want to do? I always think is the most important thing. Mm. And I think, you know, in terms of like knowing yourself what what a you know is achievable what you want to do and what would make Mm. you happy i think is a Mm. really important thing you know i think Mm. um for me the first step again like i was saying earlier i'm I'm across the bridge when i get to a kind of person so initially my first goal for a long time was to get to the point that it was my full-time profession you know Mm. i do feel like one thing i would quite you know my work ethics, always something. You know, even obviously from from being a child laborer, I think that was instilled to me then. But I always think that you know, for me to you know be like working a full time job per se, to be raising kids, to still be you know at a, at a decent enough level, I think you know certainly locally anyway. That yeah. you know, if, if if I had to took the foot off the gas at all or being lazy, you know, I, I'd have been like you know guys like Shane or Colin would just you know leave you totally in the dust. You know, mm. and I'm rightly so, but um, I think now that if I leave my job, it'll get free me up a lot more time to pursue things that I that I mm. maybe haven't. And, and during 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 the lockdown, I've I've got a couple of scripts that I've written, and one of them's been um, been co- well not commissioned. I'm i writing a pilot script for it, basically that's going to mm. hopefully get. I mean, I've been told it's going to be made at some capacity, so that will be great. And then I have another script I've written that is going to be um option to think this week sometime so that would be pretty yes. sweet to have a couple of things oh. in development you know so yeah that would then, and then free up that and and then with with the production company we started up i really want to kind of you know start again for me it was like here in northern Ireland, it always seems like there's only a couple of players in town you know with what you can yeah. do so i always found the biggest frustration with with trying to get stuff out there was not knowing how to do it or you mm. know not knowing who to go to or, and, and and a lot of the time if i had an idea or something and say you went to like a producer at, at say bbc for toxic mm. if you had an idea and maybe you really believe in the idea and you mm. show it to them they're like no yeah. like most of the time people will be like oh that's that's the end of that Whereas yeah. I'd like to be in a position to be like, if there's something that, you know, they maybe be turned on, you can take it elsewhere or you can make it yourself or you can, yeah. you know, do that way. So for me, I think, you know, I want to really be starting to just make like projects that get you excited, you know, stuff that you'd want to be working on, like collaborative things, like bringing, mm. like, and I know I, I feel like we have a really good scene here and I would love there to be better representation on a wider scale. And I would like, you know, acts who have talent to be, given opportunities and you know if I could help away with that I'd love to be doing stuff like that too. So I think um and that's what really that that's what gets me excited. And in terms of stand-up, like I always stand up's like a constant, you know, it's a constant process really because you can come up with wee ideas every day that you'd be like, oh put yeah. that in here or work in that. So for me, you know, I would like to to get a couple of of, of of script commissions really first and foremost and then try to leave I guess the scene better than, than I entered it really, you know? And I think like, I always maybe take the attitude of, of from like a day job into this side of things. And I think, you know, there are processes that in my opinion could be a bit simpler and they could be a bit more accessible to people. And, you know, I mm. think that's like, when I, when I had this script idea that were that, that is quite f- far on at the minute, I, I actually had to, to ring somebody knew in BBC and say like, what do I do with this? You know, of this idea, and he was like, "Well, what do you want to do with it?" And I was like, "I don't know, like, see it on a TV someday." And he was like, "Well, there's," and then he like talked me through all the processes. You have to write this, and hmm. you have to do that, and you have the pitch it yeah. here, and I was like, "Oh no!" So he was like, first of all, see if a production company wants it." So I just contacted a couple of really good production companies that are like I've liked their stuff, expected hmm. nothing back, and then both of them came back and were like, "Oh, we'd be interested in seeing, you know, what happens here." So I was like, "Oh, great!" So you know it it's it's just like it, i always think that it would be helpful if there was more of a like a an academy type thing for for entertainment or comedy yeah. or young content producers that mm. you know you can hone the talent and like maybe companies or production companies can you know, make the use of talent and develop them and give them opportunities. And, you know, that's what I'd love to do. Again, to me, the production side of things, way down in the future. For now, I yeah. think, you know, sell at Milster Hall show, first and foremost, in December mm. would be important. And then, you know, get get try and work on the scripts. So whenever stand-up yeah. does come back again, I can kind of, you know, go out and gig as much as I, I can and then still have the other projects that will be working in the background. And again, if it wasn't for for the pandemic I probably wouldn't have ever sat down and actually written what I've always wanted to be writing because I've just never really had the time so I'm delighted to be there now and hopefully you know if I leave the day job and you know again again it's all down to family at the minute my wife yeah yeah, maternity leave so once hmm. she goes back in September I can then give them a three months notice and then you know new year it'll be Yeah, new me. I was going to say, you know, maybe, maybe fucking I'll quit, I'll quit comedy and just do interior design and wrestling. Like, I could be, I could be, I could be the first interior design wrestling character. You know, I could just be like, like pin them and then just drape a curtain over them and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of glamour that could come with that. Yeah, Yeah. I suppose, like, I mean, that's it. Like, I mean, fucking work, like, I mean stand up you know Ulster Hall I mean kingpin kingpin the north really like uh, <laughs> hey, I'll say north
0: down I'll clean yeah. north down I'll let the, you know
1: I'll let the rest Yeah, uh, people fight it out yeah you're like I want to like you know get like real you know talent coming in here like I am imagining you sitting back cigar like you know some Venetian yeah. vice, you know, show me your talent yeah what are you going to do you're going to be a star <laughs> I mean
0: like I but like you're I, like I just Connor, you're absolutely right. I mean, listen, absolutely, and I mean, I don't want to get too big for too big for the like the thought now. I see of like being that kind of like that role. It's it's definitely been sullied in the last number of years with mm-hmm. the likes of Harvey Weinstein and Co. You're like, oh, maybe I'll not have the cigar. Maybe I'll just you know meet people in in like a coffee shop environment with other people around and just be very <laughs> professional. You know that's going to be well going to be each to their own, Dave. But here, <laughs> you know what? Listen, you can always say you can you you. You can take the whatever out of the boy, but you can't take the boy out of the whatever and you can't make a leopard change of spot. So, you know, all you do, give me that cigar and next thing you know, boom, back <laughs> where it all started in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs>
1: people are going to be so confused if like because I'm not publishing out the video till like way well later yeah <laughs> they'll just be like what the fuck are they talking about just be like and then me laughing there's just a red like every time I laugh it's the, there's a red hue light that comes over just in case anybody's being like why the fuck they keep referencing back to
0: Amsterdam <laughs> yeah it's like, oh dear yeah. I do I do I find I, Amsterdam yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean listen you know why sometimes people that could be a show that I pitch you know I'd be like listening guys idea yeah. i think what yeah. it is is like people go back to do their old jobs again yeah. so you know and that'd be really interesting if people like you say yourself you'd be oh you'd go back and you'd work in the golf club again and they'd be like dave mm. w- what job would you do and i'd be like hey well there's only one that i think you know could could be <laughs> and then, yeah, then the we red then light that. you know there you go a, a little, little bit of ah, t's, ah, t's. i know <laughs> but i hate to I, say what you want i might not had the best business in Amsterdam. <laughs> but had the best curtains <laughs> in terms of the windows. <laughs> mine were fantastic. Drapes, <laughs> everything the works. Beautiful velvet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But here, I suppose just before we go, um, I was kind of, I always kind of do this with like, well, the last couple of guests I tried to get on, I kind of note down, you know, little standout kind of like phrases or words or like things that I think, you know, throughout, you know, People's, because I've literally just fucking dragged you through your life, you know, with ups and downs and (laughs) ins and outs. Um, but I basically, there's no doubt some key kind of things that you kind of child through around there. And I was wondering if you'll do a bit of a word association thing with me now. It's only like five words and now. This isn't like I, I need like quick answers. I need, you know, spot, you know, situations. So Amsterdam. If heaven, <laughs> yeah. Amsterdam.
0: <laughs> Amsterdam.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. But if you're up for it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. We're gonna start off, right? It's just whatever comes to mind, but like just um I, I just want your initial thoughts. So we'll kick off first foremost with
0: criminology. Oh, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> Golf club oh toughened 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 after that yeah oh god all right not 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 hardened by the way because you know i heard hardened. um being cute sorry being cute oh i thought you said being cute and i was like well i mean (laughs) you know finally you know um what a way to project on the podcast yeah (laughs) well just a couple things being cute well here um no being cute was just it was fun in an apron you know, that was just great fun. In a okay, day. it's quick fire. Come on, Jesus uh, Christ. Go ahead, Hollywood. <laughs> Hol- home, really. S- Sly guy. The best podcast, the most underrated podcast in the country. <laughs> interesting. Uh, BBC. <laughs> oh, BBC are fair. <laughs> no, interesting. <again. laughs> yeah, fair. And fair, fair.
1: last but not least, Fin Reviews. <laughs>
0: A lot of fun. I must say it's been, it has been fun. Cause again, there's been some podcasts I've done and you've gone on, you've been interviewed and you're like, Oh, the crack's just not there. You know, you're trying. And then the people might just be like, mm. nice one. Nice one, man. Am I like, Oh, cheers. <laughs> you know, thank you. But yeah. this, this has genuinely been, you know, yeah. a lot of fun. And I would, I would come back on again, providing you tell that God, guy that's came mm. in the room next door, <laughs> To you to, s- to stop streaming games, you know, because I thought you were telling me I was being cute there and not being cute because of him, so. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, but I suppose, <laughs> yeah, me literally, I'm facing like you were me with compliments there and me being like, yeah, um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but I suppose, like, I'm just conscious. I've literally taken up fucking your evening and the kids are all, all right. So I was like, just so conscious, look at the time they're being like, oh, fuck, this ad has a complete life to live here. But, I mean, Ozzy, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. In the rare occasion that, I mean, somebody has, you know, found you through me or something. Had <laughs> I been living under a rock? What? Um, I Maybe mean, tell the people, where can they find you? See, you know, everything that's coming out, Dave. I mean, the podcast, you know, everything, like the live shows, like where can they find you? Or where's the best place to keep up to date with everything that you're going to be doing? Probably
0: on, on Instagram. Is only the, fans um, my yeah my, my only fans you know listen i actually i was the one that created only fans in amsterdam and um <laughs> no on instagram and like most of my handles and on facebook are, are dave elliott comedy um mm. the on twitter they won't let me have dave elliott comedy because it's too long and it's actually the first time that that's ever been applicable to me so um <laughs> i'm the dave valiant on twitter which is so embarrassing like why i picked that i don't know but that's that's where i'm You're, at on twitter i'm,
1: I'm the cotter finn right so,
0: there we uh, go just hey. you know two people who actually in real life have imposter syndrome but are egomaniacs <laughs> on twitter you know it's like
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: like that's a podcast scene in a nutshell like yeah, there you go you listen and our podcast is great and then you meet them in real life and like i'm sorry uh, how are you next nice to me oh exactly but yeah so i'm there and um you know on the ulster hall website that's what i'd say the most people any anything Mm -hmm. you want to know about me get a fire the ulster hall website because that's been the biggest you're saying earlier about humbling things is how the tickets have sold there it's in december and they're already Mm -hmm. selling like I've nearly got the ground floor sold out and I'm a bit like, ah, oh, what to do? You know, it's like, I'm going to have to do this show now. Oh. Yeah. You know? And anything so it, else you want to find
1: out, uh, they'll have to put through a Freedom of Information Act. Yes. When they, yes, yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. And by the way, there will be a lot of the information redacted. So, you know, you'll just begin. getting like, I, I asked for information. Why is it just four, five pages of just black ink and people will yeah. it'll just say one word at the top and that word will be Amsterdam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but here no Dave honestly thanks so much for taking out the time I know fucking like just your constant all over the place. as you say they're like juggling kids puppies all their estimates so honestly whenever I mess people I don't even expect a response but it's kind of as Look, you said they're talking to like Alan Davis it's literally this what I kind of do it for like I just get to chat to people that I never really thought i get to chat to so honestly I just appreciate it. and uh, Look, yeah thanks so much for absolutely, coming absolutely anytime. Time. it was a lot of
0: fun it was a lot of fun yeah
1: No worries man. Well sure, have a good evening and uh, yeah I'll see you in Amsterdam I suppose, yeah.
0: (laughs) Listen, everyone's welcome in Amsterdam.
1: (laughs) See you later, man. See you later, mate. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Finterviews. If you enjoyed this episode, please do remember to support the podcast by giving us a like, share, subscribe, five-star rating on whatever thing you're listening on right now really um and yeah if you didn't like it i don't know leave some feedback um because some constructive criticism uh yeah you can do that actually by following me on socials i'm on everything if you just search finterviews interviews or interviews podcast you'll find me there and yeah if you're not going to give me some abuse um you can maybe let me know who you would like to hear on the podcast next until next time thank you again for tuning in and i'll chat you later bye